part one of vicksburg national military park mississippi this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by david wales vicksburg national military park mississippi by william c everhart part one across the imperishable canvas of the american civil war are vividly recorded feats of arms and armies and acts of courage and steadfast devotion which have since become a treasured heritage for all americans among the military campaigns few if any present action over so vast an area of such singular diversity and so consequential to the outcome of the war as the great struggle for control of the mississippi river sea-going men-of-war and ironclad gunships engaged shore defences and escorted troops along river and bayou cavalry raids struck far behind enemy lines as the armies of the west marched and countermarched in a gigantic operation which culminated in the campaign and siege of vicksburg protected by heavy artillery batteries on the river front and with land approaches to the north and south guarded by densely wooded swamplands vicksburg defied large-scale land and river expeditions for over a year finally the tenacious grant in a campaign since accepted as a model of bold strategy and skilful execution forced the surrender of vicksburg on july four eighteen sixty three splitting the confederacy in two and securing for the north its great objective in the western theatre vicksburg and the mississippi control of the mississippi river whose course meandered over a thousand miles from cairo illinois to the gulf of mexico and divided the confederacy into almost equal parts was of inestimable importance to the union from the outbreak of hostilities the agricultural and industrial products of the northwest denied their natural outlet to markets down the great commercial artery to new orleans would be afforded uninterrupted passage it would provide a safe avenue for the transportation of troops and their supplies through a tremendous area ill provided with roads and railroads the numerous navigable streams tributary to the mississippi would offer ready routes of invasion into the heart of the south union control would cut off and isolate the section of the confederacy lying west of the river texas arkansas and most of louisiana comprising almost half of the land area of the confederacy and an important source of food military supplies and recruits for the southern armies forcefully emphasizing the strategic value of the mississippi was the dispatch of the general-in-chief of the union armies to major-general u s grant on march twenty eighteen sixty three as grant prepared to launch his vicksburg campaign the great objective on your line now is the opening of the mississippi river and everything else must tend to that purpose the eyes and hopes of the whole country are now directed to your army in my opinion the opening of the mississippi river will be to us of more advantage than the capture of forty richmonds to protect this vital lifeline the confederacy had erected a series of fortifications at readily defensible locations along the river from which the union advance could be checked 
pushing southward from illinois by land and water and northward from the gulf of mexico by river union army and naval units attacked the confederate strong points from both ends of the line they captured post by post and city by city until after the first year of the war vicksburg alone barred complete union possession of the mississippi river from the city ran the only railroad west of the river between memphis and new orleans through the city most of the supplies from the trans-mississippi were shipped to confederate armies in the east the city's batteries on the bluffs commanding a five-mile stretch of the river effectively prevented union control of the mississippi vicksburg was indeed the key declared lincoln and the war could not be brought to a successful conclusion until that key is in our pocket the first moves against vicksburg david farragut first admiral of the united states navy early in may eighteen sixty two headed his western gulf squadron of ocean-going vessels up the mississippi in a spectacular engagement he passed the forts protecting new orleans and captured the south's largest port city proceeding four hundred miles up river farragut received the surrenders of baton rouge capital of louisiana and natchez mississippi arriving before vicksburg on may eighteen just one year before grant's army invested the city from the rear at the same time flag officer c h davis was moving down the mississippi river from the north commanding a flotilla whose striking power was largely provided by a ram fleet under colonel charles ellett jr and the seven pook turtles ironclad gunboats built on the northern rivers which mounted thirteen guns in an armored casemate resting on a flat-bottomed hull after capturing memphis in june eighteen sixty two and completely destroying the confederate fleet of converted river steamboats davis pushed southward and on july first dropped anchor beside farragut's fleet just north of vicksburg all of the mississippi river was now in union possession except for a section at and below vicksburg the batteries of vicksburg had been passed for the first time on june twenty eighth on that day farragut blasted the city and its defences with broadsides from his ships and a devastating fire from commander david dixon porter's mortar-boats in an unsuccessful attempt to reduce the city by naval attack it was clearly evident from this experience that a powerful land force would be required to capture fortress vicksburg only three thousand troops under brigadier general thomas williams had accompanied the expedition and they were put to work with pick and shovel to dig a cut-off which might permit river traffic to bypass the vicksburg batteries as the fleets idled above vicksburg the sweltering monotony was spectacularly interrupted by the short but battlefield career of the confederate ironclad ram arkansas which performed at vicksburg one of the great feats of arms on the western waters the energy and skill of lieutenant isaac n brown who commanded the arkansas had enabled the ram to be readied for action despite almost impossible handicaps in securing materials routing the union vessels sent to apprehend her the venturesome man-of-war stood for the two federal fleets lying at anchor just above vicksburg and with guns blazing passed entirely through the massed flotillas to safety under the vicksburg batteries 
here the arkansas withstood all attempts to destroy her and presented a formidable threat to farragut's wooden ships by the end of july conditions indicated to farragut that a withdrawal from vicksburg was necessary in the hot fetid atmosphere of the river the disease rate had so increased that only eight hundred of williams three thousand men were fit for duty at the same time the steadily falling waters threatened to maroon his deep draft vessels farragut with williams troops aboard moved down river to new orleans while davis steamed up river leaving vicksburg unopposed the initial expedition against vicksburg had failed with the union withdrawal communications between the sections of the confederacy east and west of the mississippi which had been temporarily curtailed were resumed from vicksburg to port hudson a distance of two hundred and fifty miles by river the mississippi was now in confederate hands into the mississippi just above port hudson emptied the red river which drained much of the trans mississippi south and down which great stores of food were being floated to supply the armies of the confederacy it was imperative for the north to close off this important supply route grant's first failure at vicksburg in october eighteen sixty two grant who had won the sobriquet of unconditional surrender at fort donelson and had rallied his army from near defeat at bloody shiloh was placed in command of the department of the tennessee with headquarters at memphis his objective to clear the mississippi river the same month lieutenant-general john c pemberton a west pointer born and raised in pennsylvania who had served with grant in the mexican war was placed in command of the confederate troops defending the mississippi his objective to keep the southern supply line open and prevent loss of the river vicksburg would be the focus of military operations for both commanders the first full-scale expedition against vicksburg was initiated in december eighteen sixty two with grant pushing southward through the state of mississippi to strike vicksburg from the rear as major-general william tecumseh sherman with an army of thirty-two thousand men aboard sixty transports proceeded down river from memphis grant anticipated that his advance would pull pemberton's army away from vicksburg permitting sherman to make a lodgment on the bluffs immediately north of the city against a greatly reduced garrison on december twenty major-general earl van doren with a striking force of three thousand five hundred confederate cavalry swung in behind the union line of march capturing and burning one million five hundred thousand dollars of military goods at grant's supply base in holly springs unwilling to wage a campaign without a base of supply grant abandoned his campaign and returned to memphis sherman made his assault on december twenty nine at chickasaw bayou five miles north of vicksburg the land here was a low swampy shelf lying between the yazoo river and the bluffs the few dry causeways over which the federal infantry could advance were completely covered by confederate rifle and artillery fire from the bluffs two hundred feet above the union army lost nearly two thousand men against confederate casualties of less than two hundred tersely sherman reported his defeat i reached vicksburg at the time appointed landed assaulted and failed the bayou expeditions grant moves against vicksburg and fails 
by the end of january grant had arrived at the union encampment at milliken bend thirty miles north of vicksburg and assumed leadership of the operations against vicksburg his army numbering about forty five thousand was divided into three corps under general sherman major general john mclernand and major general james birdseye mcpherson cooperating with the army and providing aid without which the bayou expedition would not have been possible was the western flotilla under porter this fleet consisted of eleven ironclads thirty-eight wooden gunboats rams and sundry auxiliary craft mounting over three hundred guns and carrying a complement of five thousand five hundred the war in the west now hinged upon the effectiveness of this combined land and naval force under grant's direction it maneuvered over hundreds of miles of river and bayou seeking to outflank vicksburg the capture of the city would result not from great battles but from a war of movement the geographical problem of vicksburg the capture of vicksburg proved difficult partly because of the topography of the area which so favored defense of the city as to render the fortress almost impregnable to attack to move against the city it was necessary to reach the bluffs which extended north and south and on which vicksburg had been built behind the bluffs to the east lay dry ground on which an army might maneuver below the bluffs on both sides of the river flooded swamplands prevented ground movements with his army behind the bluffs either above or below grant might come to grips with pemberton's army of vicksburg unless he reached the bluffs capture of the city would be impossible it could not be assaulted from the river the line of bluffs which marks the eastern boundary of the mississippi valley leaves the river at memphis curves in a great two hundred and fifty mile arc away from the river and then swings back to reach the river again at vicksburg enclosed between the bluffs and the river is the delta a strip of land averaging some sixty miles in width which is now a fertile well-drained cotton-growing region in eighteen sixty three it was a swampy bottom land containing numerous rivers and bayous subject to incessant floods it was covered with thick forests and dense undergrowth a condition which according to grant's engineer officer renders the country almost impassable in summer and entirely so except by boats in winter this impenetrable swampland lying before the bluffs effectively guarded vicksburg's right flank unless the waterways of the delta might provide a passage to the bluffs operations against vicksburg to the north were hopeless south of vicksburg the prospect for the union army was equally dismal after meeting the river at vicksburg the bluffs follow the river course closely to the south and were accessible therefore to troops from the mississippi river but the river batteries of the city prevented passage of transports to the river below for troops to get below the city it was necessary to move through the louisiana lowlands west of the river this region was like the delta north of vicksburg flooded bottom lands interspersed with bayous rivers and lakes it would prove equally obstinate to land movements to increase grant's difficulties his campaign against vicksburg was begun during the wet season when streams were overflowing and lowlands impassable 
the winter of eighteen sixty two sixty three was a period of unusually high water the mississippi cresting higher than its natural banks from december until april had grant reached vicksburg during the dry season his problem would have been less formidable until the bottoms were dry enough to permit land movements the union commander felt himself compelled to keep the army active even if success along the water routes seemed unlikely he reasoned that prolonged idleness would be injurious to the health and morale of his troops grant had come to believe that military success was won by the aggressive to grant's critics who demanded that he open the mississippi without delay or be replaced by someone who could lincoln replied i can't spare this man he fights as pemberton prepared to defend vicksburg he was beset by difficulties rivaling those of his opponent despite the topography which was friendly to his defensive purpose vicksburg would be secure only so long as the confederate army could prevent grant from achieving a foothold on the high ground above or below the city yet to prevent such a lodgment it was necessary for pemberton to defend a wide front extending two hundred miles above and below vicksburg at any point along which grant might strike to cover this large area the confederate commander would have to disperse his limited garrison dangerously and at the same time retain sufficient troops to protect the city his primary responsibility under such conditions it was essential for pemberton to receive information of federal movements in order to concentrate his troops rapidly to meet the advance yet pemberton was almost wholly lacking in cavalry and had no navy to interfere with and report union progress through the rivers and bayous both pemberton and grant faced exacting problems in command during the vicksburg operations grant's canal vicksburg's location on the horseshoe bend of the river had suggested a solution to the vicksburg problem the previous summer by digging a canal across the peninsula below vicksburg and diverting the river through it unarmored transports could bypass the city batteries and deliver troops safely to the bluffs below in january sherman's corps assisted by dredging machines began excavation of the mile-long canal this project continued until march when a sudden rise in the river flooded the peninsula driving the troops to the levees and destroying much of their work duckport canal a similar effort to turn vicksburg's left flank was essayed by cutting a canal at duckport between milliken's bend and vicksburg by this avenue it was hoped vessels might leave the mississippi above vicksburg pass through a series of circuitous bayous and emerge again on the mississippi twenty miles below the city the route was laboriously opened for navigation and one small steamer safely passed to the river below then the level of the river fell and blocked the duckport attempt lake providence expedition while the canal work was in progress mcpherson's corps was assigned the opening of the lake providence route the objective of this activity was the turning of vicksburg's left flank by passing southward through the louisiana waterways to reach the bluffs below the city a canal was cut to provide entrance from the mississippi into lake providence seventy-five miles above vicksburg from lake providence a route was surveyed through the labyrinth of bayous lakes and rivers by which a fleet might emerge again on the mississippi two hundred miles below the city and move on vicksburg from the south 
while presenting great difficulties to navigation the entire four hundred miles would be safe from enemy action by the end of march eighteen sixty three mcpherson's men had almost cleared the route for navigation the dredging of shoals and the sawing off of trees far enough below the water to permit passage of the transports proved the most severe obstacles before this long and extremely difficult route could be completed however other more likely plans were formulated and the lake providence expedition was recalled the yazoo's pass expedition the yazoo pass project which sought to turn the right flank of vicksburg by sending an expedition through the delta waterways to the bluffs north of the city was for a time the most promising of the bayou attempts by exploding a mine in the yazoo pass three hundred and twenty-five river miles north of vicksburg access from the mississippi into the rivers of the delta was secured with paddle-wheels reversed against the roaring current which surged through the crevasse and suffering extensive damage in collisions with trees and floating debris the gunboats and transports carrying a division of infantry began the hazardous journey almost a month was required to reach the calmer waters of the cold water river notified of the threat pemberton dispatched major general w w loring's division to halt the union advance fort pemberton overlooking the yalabusha river ninety miles north of vicksburg was quickly constructed of earth and cotton bales the land surrounding the fort was completely flooded permitting approach by water only on march eleven the union gunboats began an artillery bombardment and were promptly greeted by a heavy return of fire as old blizzard's loring gained his nickname by pacing the parapet and urging his gunners to give em blizzards boy give em blizzards grant had planned to send thirty thousand men through the yazoo pass but loring's gunners blasted back every attempt to pass the fort forcing the fleet to withdraw the yazoo pass expedition was one of the great flanking attempts of the war the route from milliken's bend to the rear of vicksburg through the pass was over seven hundred miles yet it was only thirty miles direct from milliken's bend to vicksburg the steeles bayou expedition the last and most extraordinary of grant's unsuccessful attempts to reach vicksburg was the steeles bayou expedition through two hundred miles of narrow twisting bayous north of vicksburg like the yazoo pass operation it was an effort to turn the city's right flank this shorter route had been originally scouted in order to send aid to the yazoo pass expedition when that column seemed in great danger of being cut off and captured Further exploration suggested the route to the bluffs by way of Steele's Bayou might prove the best of all possible approaches to Vicksburg, and Porter himself commanded the squadron of eleven vessels which entered Steele's Bayou from the Yazoo River on March 16. The route was heavily obstructed by natural hazards, but Porter, warned by apprehensive officers who feared that superstructures would be carried away in crashing through the closely overhung waterways, answered with the declaration, All I need is an engine, guns, and a hull to float them. Progress was slow through winding streams barely wide enough to admit passage of the gunboats this time alert confederates aided by treacherous obstructions in the mouth of the rolling fork nearly succeeded in shutting up and capturing the entire fleet by felling huge trees across the bayou to block porter's retreat 
sherman following behind the fleet with infantry received word of porter's danger and an eerie night march ensued by the flaring light of candles held in the muzzles of their rifles the federal soldiers splashed through the canebrake hip-deep in water and arrived in time to drive off the confederates who had moved in behind the union fleet three days were required to back the fleet to safety on the mississippi which was reached late in march grant had now tested all possible approaches to vicksburg as he attempted to swing wide around its flanks to the north and south every effort had failed in april the union army was no closer to vicksburg than it had been in december the southern bastion on the mississippi had successfully withstood union land and naval attacks for almost a year end of part one